Hello, everybody. It's Timmy Gibson. Hopefully you will enjoy this short little episode called It's Okay. You're okay. It's all good. <laughs> I'm a little all over the place in the first half of the of the uh, episode. At least I kind of felt like I was, which is, you know, stereotypical for me. But uh, the second half, I uh, definitely get into more of the meat of this particular episode. Uh, but today is Thanksgiving, so happy Thanksgiving to you and to your family. I hope that you are uh, finding many ways and things to be thankful for this holiday season. Peace. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Timmy Gibson Show. It's your host, Timmy Gibson, right here today, which is actually Thanksgiving you say, what in the hell are you doing doing a podcast on Thanksgiving? Well, the turkey is in the oven, and I have a couple hours on my hands to do what I love to do, and this is it. So <laughs> I, I actually love doing podcasts, so I don't find it to be work. Um, you know, maybe... Uh, Ah, sorry if that was loud. That was me moving the the microphone. Goodness gracious. I sounded like that. To me, that sounded like that was incredibly loud. Um yeah, it's it's a labor, it's a it's a uh a labor of love. Is that what they say? It's a it's a labor of love. It's something that I enjoy doing. It's something that um yeah, I I don't I don't make any um money doing at this point. Actually, I take that back. If I'm honest, I think the last time I checked the analytics on my podcast platform, I had about 11 or $12 <laughs> since I've been doing this, which I'm averaging about $3 a month. So, you know, it's a start. I mean, it's a start, right? I'm, I'm watch out Joe Rogan. Here I come. Um, yeah, speaking of Joe Rogan, I've really enjoyed his podcast lately, uh, all the different folks that he has on there. You know, it definitely helps to have, uh, some, uh, fame, um, you know, now he's, you know, of course, pretty super famous now, but back when he first started it, um, which I've seen some of his beginning episodes, uh, uh, his beginning podcast, which his was a, a video audio podcast. Mine, I do just the audio here. To be honest with you, it's I don't have a good, a really, I'm not technically that savvy yet. And so I just recently, which you'll definitely notice a difference in my podcast um, production within, uh, within a couple weeks, you'll notice a huge upgrade just because I've, I'm getting, I just ordered some updated equipment to uh, do a better job. And I'm trying to get more and more interviews and conversations with other people. In fact, I did a, a podcast episode the other day and had two of my buddies come over and, and because I don't have the right equipment, it just didn't turn out. The audio was terrible. And I'm, I'm kind of real particular that if the audio is well, and I say that I've had a couple phone conversations that were pretty clicky and clacky, but uh, are staticky. Anyway, so I, I, you know, I'm just I'm excited about the podcast. I really, really love the podcast because 
for a lot of reasons. One, it gives me the freedom to say whatever the fuck I want to say. It gives it me the freedom. It's therapeutic. I've said this before. It's very therapeutic for me to come on here and talk. And I would say most of the time, most of the time I, I'm saying what I'm passionate about or what's on my mind or what's rolling in my own head. Um, and then, and that's why I try to limit my, you know, my media news intake because, you know, then I want to get on here and, and rant and rave about all that stuff. Um, but you know, I just, I just, I, I don't know. I, I just don't really want to do that, especially just cause it's me, you know, and I'm, I'm no, I'm no, um, yeah, I just don't, and I'm not trying to get accolades and get people to say, oh, yes, you are. I'm really not. I just, I don't think I'm, I'm not a one man show that can just, you know, do that. And so I think for me, as I continue to move forward and, and get better and better with podcasting, it will be, it will be not just me. Uh, it will be me having a conversation with someone else. Those seem to be the, that's kind of my sweet spot for whatever reason. That's, that's my sweet spot is me having a conversation with someone else. And I'd, I'd like to get the opportunity to have some discussions with people with different belief systems or, you know, that, that don't believe the same as I do. Um, and not that we, it would be a debate. I mean, still be a conversation, but uh, just to have, you know, have a conversation with someone that's whatever, you know, has some other different perspective. So, um, I look forward to doing that, especially as, you know, we come to the holiday season and then, um, uh, for 2021 kicking off, right. <laughs> 2021 has got to be better than 2020. Dear Lord, baby Jesus. Yeah. I, yeah, uh, that's enough said about that. So I, I really am excited. Um, if you have. Uh, thoughts, ideas, or things you would like to hear me talk about, or people that you would like me to interview. You know, again, part of the challenge for me is, uh, you know, I'm not famous and I don't have a ton of money. Uh, what I mean by that is I, I'm, I do fine, but I mean, I don't have like the kind of money where I can pay guests a thousand dollars to, to be on my show. So yeah, I mean, I, I do have some connections and, and I'm trying to reel those connections in. And if you if you're a regular listener to my podcast then you've you know, you've heard my interviews with uh, Carlton Bishop Carlton Pearson, uh, uh, Pastor Jay Baker um, and various other people that I've I've interviewed. And I've got a couple interviews with I would not famous people, but definitely more famous type people. Um, and you know, they're a little, you know, you, you have to pay them for the most part. Again, when people go on Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, I, I know he, I don't know. I don't know what, what he does. I'm assuming he, you know, handles travel and all of that. And maybe some people he does have to pay. I don't know, but I, I think at, at his level, like I would pay Joe Rogan to be on his show. Right. I mean, yeah, literally, like literally, like Joe, if you're listening, I, I'll pay you to come on your show. <laughs> I'll give you 150 bucks. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> oh, wouldn't that just be fucking crazy if Joe calls me? Yo, Tammy. Anyway, um, 
today, you know, it is Thanksgiving 2020 and I, I could talk about so many different things, right? I could, I could talk about the, the benefits of having an attitude of gratitude, of being thankful, um, a hundred percent, you know, that's a big thing for me. Um, you know, you, you have whatever might, your life is the sum total of your own thoughts. So if you don't like where your life is, then upgrade your thoughts. Well, how do you upgrade your thoughts with what the input is, right? How do you change the output of your computer? Well, then you put, you input uh, new programs. It's that simple. I mean, I I don't know how else to make it. That's, you know, my simple brain, I don't know how to explain it in any more of a complicated way because I'm a a simpleton, you know? And so how do you change your life? You change your input, you change the programs. Uh, How do you change the programs, change everything you're listening to, watching, you know, everything, what you talk about, what you allow your mind to, to dwell on, all that has to change. And, and when you change, then everything else will change. It's that, it's that, that's it. That's it. Really? Like, that's it. Um, I think it's much like any other way that we can change. If you want to, you want to change your shape for the most part, right? We can't get taller and all that. But I mean, if you want to change your shape, if you want bigger arms and a bigger chest as a guy, right, then, then there's exercises that you can do that will actually, uh, create that change. Um, I've done that. I've, I, I have pictures to prove how I did get in such great shape. Now I've got a little bit more of a dad bod. Yeah. I'm a little, I'm a little softer now. And, um, I'd like to say I could just blame it on COVID. It's a lot of different things, but COVID definitely didn't help. So I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to get back into my, my, uh, at least three to five days a week pumping that iron, you know, Uh, especially as you get older, that stuff's important to me. Um, yeah, it, that's just, that's something that's important to me. Not necessarily that I look a certain way. I mean, I definitely want to stay trim and fit I, just for me. It makes me feel better about myself. Um, but health wise, you know, for me, I, I want to be what we, what we would call the squeezing the sponge, right? I want to, I want to, I want to squeeze that sponge. I want to keep my muscles, um, like working, you know, I want to, I don't, I don't want to ever be soft. You know, I don't want someone to like touch my arm and be like, Ooh, squishy, squish, squish, squish. <laughs> now it doesn't need to be like a, a brick wall, which I've had that before. Uh, but I definitely want it to, to be firm, you know, anyway. Um, I had something I was going to talk about just to be really, uh, honest, my brain, it just, I sat, I didn't write it down and I sat down and started talking. And then next thing you know, I'm like, what am I here for? Um, so I'm gonna let my brain roll around and I'm sure it will, it will come to me. Well, I'm going to keep talking and then hopefully what I sat down to, to actually record will, will come to my the forefront of my brain. Uh, but uh, just to catch up, I guess on, on a, a couple things about what's been going on in my, my life lately to, again, to get my, my mind jogging, to, to find out what I was supposed to be talking about this morning. Uh, I just spent a week in, uh, Destin, Florida. I uh, love that place. As a matter of fact, if you ever want to go to the Emerald coast, as they call it, or 
the Gulf, um, like uh, Panama City, Pensacola, Destin's in the middle. So Panama City is on the um, east side, and on the west side is Pensacola. And in the middle between those two is Destin and Fort Walton Beach, Destin, that area. Uh, Sand Destin, uh, Seaside, which is the magical city where the Truman Show was filmed. Um, that's a place that I've been going for 25 years, 26 years actually now. And uh, the people at OceanReefResorts.com, OceanReefResorts.com sponsoring today's show. Uh, Mike and Chris Taylor down there. Super great people. I highly, highly, highly recommend. Uh, if you want a great vacation, if you want to go see uh, some of the most beautiful beaches in all of the continental United States, then highly recommend Destin, Florida. And if you're going to go to Destin, Florida, 100%, got to look up my friends, Chris and Mike Taylor at OceanReefResorts.com. So, uh, yeah, spent a week down there in Florida, really enjoyed it. Uh, it was a solo trip. I mean, I had, a fr I had met some friends down there. Um, you know, I like road trips. So I road tripped it by myself there and back. Um, you know, and of course I met some people down there, had a good time and, uh, <laughs> funny. I, I, I left, I was there for a week. Uh, like I did a Sunday to Sunday. And, uh, when I, came back to Kansas city, you know, I, I left the seventies and sunny and beaches and, you know, I'm in a swimsuit a shirt off and the whole nine yards. And then I get back to Kansas city. I kid you not the very next day it's snowing and sleeting and definitely made me wish I was back down in, in Florida for sure. Uh, yeah, that, I don't know if you heard that timer. I, I'm cooking a turkey and all of that stuff right now. So there might be, I might have to like pause this recording and, and come back a little commercial, little commercial breaks here and there to, to check on the turkey and the stuffing and all the stuff that I'm cooking. Um, yeah. So uh, it was a great time. Really had a good time. Enjoyed, enjoyed it very, very, very much uh, to me. Um, you know, if there is a God, I think he definitely has his main uh, living quarters on the beach. Uh, that's just my belief. <laughs> and, uh, I think it's just the power of nature. There's something about two, there's two things. I think most people talk about these two things as being the things that make them feel like they see God. Um, for me, primarily it's the beach. Um, and then secondly, it would be, um, Man, I might need to check that. Uh, secondly, it would be, um, matter of fact, I definitely need to check that. Yeah, secondly, it would be the mountains. So the first is beach, second is mountains. But I will say this, of all the places that I've not been, but I've seen, so I love architecture too, but I'm just, you know, the beach, the the ocean, um, the, the ocean and the mountains are the two things that just... Oh, they they just do it for me. They're just, they're absolutely magical. All right. So I'm going to take a quick little short break it, for you. It won't be a break. I'll be right back before you can literally probably say alabaster jar and uh, to continue my little rant here. All right, guys, be right back. 
and I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> so I know what I was going to talk about. Going and checking on the turkey and the stuffing and all that. It jogged my memory and reminded me what I wanted to talk about. And it's in a title, I guess it would be, it's okay. It's going to be okay. So one of the things that I see in society, especially in a, uh, how can I, how can I put this all into words? How can I frame this here? One of the things that I see in society is a, a, a big guilt consciousness, a very, you know, I, I think it's one of the reasons that Brene Brown's work has been so, so popular. And if you're not familiar with Brene Brown, you should be familiar with Brene Brown. And I would look up her Ted talk, just go to, go to YouTube and search Brene Brown Ted Talk Shame, and it'll pull it up. In fact, if you just type in the top 10 most popular Ted Talks, Brene Brown's is, I think, in the top 10. If not, do top 20 for sure it's in there. Um, and, and she just talks about this whole guilt and shame, guilt and shame. And part of my journey away from um, evangelical Christianity. Um, I'm okay with Christianity. I'm okay with Jesus. I'm okay with God. I, I mean, what I mean by that is I'm okay. Like I'm not anti that. Um, and you know, if you follow my podcast at all, just listen to my other podcast. You'll get a, more of a sense of what, what, what's kind of behind everything I just said right then, rather than me going into it again. But, um, kind of my, my walking away from the evangelical, uh, part of Christianity um, has, you know, it's, it's wild. It's like anything in life when it comes to how's it working for you, right? If I, if you eat a certain way and you feel sick all the time, then I would say eat a different way, um, <laughs> right? <laughs> eat something different. Um, you know, if every time you drink milk, you get super congested and phlegmy, well, you know, like, Maybe there's a lactose intolerant issue. Maybe, you know, maybe you shouldn't drink that much milk. Maybe dairy is not good for you, uh, which just so you know, I, I don't think a lot of dairy is good for anyone. I eat a little bit of dairy. You know, everybody enjoys a good ice cream cone here and there, um, but just not an excessive amount. I know for me personally, if I, if I do too much dairy, it makes me, uh, well, I can't probably breathe through my nose if I have a lot of dairy. And so a lot of times when I do a podcast, if I'm super like sound like nasally or congested, it, it's, I feel fine, you know, health wise, I, I feel great. Uh, it, it's just that I've probably had some food with, you know, cheese or dairy or, or whatever. And that, cause that's just how, how it affects me. It makes me a little bit more congested sounding uh, anyway. But yeah, what I would say is, you know, you can monitor your life. How does, how does, how does it, how do you feel, right? Like when you go to the gym and you work out, how do you feel? Are you super sore? Are you, do you, did you strain something? Do your knees hurt? Like it, it's just, you kind of know yourself. Right. And so I also believe it can work the same with our emotions and how are you doing emotionally? And unfortunately I know I'm going to take a drink of my coffee here. Hang on. 
unfortunately, I know far too many quote unquote Christians or quote unquote religious people who are emotionally messed up. You know, they they they're debilitated by fear. Uh, they're riddled with anxiety. They are pummeled with guilt and shame. And, uh, you know, it makes me scratch my head. It, it does. It, it, it makes me scratch my head because I'm like, okay, especially because I, I come out of that world. I'm like, okay, so you have the greatest message ever told. Um, you know what, that's what they refer to the gospel as right. That Jesus came and died for your sins. You're forgiven and all is well. I mean, for that, not to set you free emotionally and physically and mentally, where's the breakdown? Does that make sense? Like, I don't understand if the results that you're getting aren't good, then why would you keep doing the same things or believing the same things? Is that, is that making sense? Like if I was going back to something that you can see, if I was in the gym doing certain exercises and was, and I wasn't seeing any results, I would change, right? I would, I would do more reps, lighter weight or, or heavier weight, less reps or, uh, I would, um, stair stack it, right. Or I would pyramid it or whatever they call that, you know, where you do six reps, 12 reps, 15 reps, and then 12 reps, eight reps, six reps, you know, uh, I would change it. I, I would alter it. I mean, that's something that Arnold Schwarzenegger talked about all the time, you know, about confusing your muscles, right. Confusing your muscles. Now, I don't know how accurate that is. It sounds pretty accurate. I, I did use those techniques, uh, because Arnold said it was should, but anyway, I did that stuff because I would plateau in my workout. And so I would change it up. So for me, when it comes to spiritual and emotional things, I've tried to do the same things. Meaning if, if I'm experiencing fear and doubt and, and, and anxiety and well, then what am I feeding myself? right? Like what, what am I putting into my brain? Who am I talking to? What am I talking about? And, and you just kind of do that self-reflection and turn inward, right? So I think that is for me, it was just, it, the results from my journey have offered me more freedom, more freedom from anxiety, freedom from uh, fear, freedom from all that stuff. Now I'm human. I, you know, I have emotions like everybody else. I'm not saying I, I just like, you know, like angels are singing in my ears all day long. Uh, but I noticed that when I changed when I, as I moved away from the guilt and shame of, and the weight of religious guilt and shame, uh, and, and began, and, and this is really harder to put into words than I thought it would be. 
the results are this. I have more peace in my heart. I feel more connected. I feel more whole. I feel more uh, integrated. I feel more uh, connected to God, uh, to the universe, to other people. Like my life is genuinely better, especially, especially emotionally, which is really weird for me because this is probably just overshare, but it's true. You know, three years ago, I was in phenomenal physical shape. I mean, <laughs> this is a weird way to say this, but like if I got caught in a fire and had to run out into a public space and all my clothes were burned off out outside of outside of my underwear, um, I would have been fine. Like I wouldn't have been embarrassed. I wouldn't have been nothing. I'd have been like, cause I looked so good. I was, I just did. I really did. I looked so good. I've looked back at pictures of when I was in my, the greatest shape ever. And I, even, I was like, damn, like, wow, I really was in shape during that time, but I was working out six days a week and eating. Like it was crazy. I, I, I can't maintain that. Couldn't maintain that. I, I haven't maintained that. Um, but I, I really looked good physically, physically. I, my body looked better than ever, ever in my life, better than better. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, maybe when I was 19, 20, I mean, it was way skinnier, but you know, just my skin in general was, was different obviously as an 18, 19, 20 year old. But anyway, yeah. So for the most part, and when I was 48, 49, I was in the best shape of my life. I looked better than I've ever looked in my entire life physically though. Emotionally, it was the opposite. I, I, I was, I was probably in some of the worst emotional, I was probably in the worst emotional condition, uh, for, for various reasons. Again, listen to all my podcast, all my episodes, and you'll, you'll kind of pick up what I'm putting down here. And so I was out of shape emotionally, mentally, but I was in shape physically. Well, now it's the, it's the opposite. <laughs> now I'm like in the best shape of my life emotionally and mentally. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not in the worst shape physically, but pretty darn near, pretty darn near. Um, and when I say that it's all relative, right? I mean, I'm, I'm not overweight. I mean, if you saw me you'd be like, what the hell is he talking about? I, I just mean in the sense of like whipping my shirt off and showing my six pack that, you know, the V shape into my groin. Like, I don't have that. I don't have that anymore. Um, I, I definitely have gotten, you know, a lot softer in the middle and, and I'm not as broad up, up top. So anyway, and guy, guys can know what guys pick are picking up what I'm putting down. We all know this. A lot of us guys, we, we talk about that stuff. You know, it's funny guys. I think guys, it's like guys care more about, about dick size and about the size of our chest and biceps than, than girls really do. I think, I mean, there are some girls maybe that are super into that. Uh, but, but for the most part, I, I think, I don't think girls give, give much, as long as you're in decent shape. I don't, I don't think they're looking at, Ooh, I want to, I have to have a guy with abs and, and again, some do, and that's fine. <laughs> they'll, I'm sure they'll, they'll just go to the gym. You'll find those people. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's a funny, it's a, it's been a wild journey for me because I'm in much better shape emotionally now 
um, my the outs the, the interior of my body looks like what the exterior of my body used to look like, and uh, now my exterior body looks like what the interior of my body looked like <laughs> a few years ago. Yeah, I don't know why that that just tickles me to to think about. I've never actually thought about it like this or talked about it quite like this before. Um, yeah. So the the, the I guess uh, my 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 thought here on Thanksgiving twenty twenty is being able to, and I don't know what the I don't know how to do this. Like it's not something you can do instantly. It's, it's a lifestyle change. It's just like, if you needed to lose a hundred pounds, I can't just tell you what to do. And then tomorrow you're like, boom, it worked. Holla. Like it doesn't work that way. Like, you know, I could tell you how to, how to lose a hundred pounds. Like I could, I used to teach nutrition and all that. I could, I could tell you how to lose a hundred pounds, but it's going to take you six months to a year. You know, like I, what I'm do, what I would do is I would, I would teach you, and uh, you know, or just share with you the th- the things that I've learned about diet and exercise, nutrition, and thoughts, and just all the stuff that goes with that. Easily, easy, easy. That I mean, to me, that'd be easy. Now, the hard part is getting people to do it. That's the hard part, and getting not people just to do it, but to stick with it, um, and not to get discouraged. Right? That's that's the challenge. I, I think, matter of fact, to be honest, I think we all know how how we could lose weight. It's just a matter of are we willing to do what it takes to lose the weight, right? If I said, "Hey, you have to run twenty miles every day," you'd be like, "Uh, hell, I'm just going to be fat then. I don't, I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to do that." And so, when we talk about emotional stuff, there there are a lot of things that would have to change, and I actually covered that a little bit in the beginning of this little podcast here before I even knew what I was going to be talking about or remembered what I was going to be talking about, but it's changing the input. And so I went from a scared of going to hell kind of guy, guilt, shame, um, constantly stressed and worried that I wasn't being good enough uh, to get God's approval to now uh, I'm trying, I'm searching my heart here. I don't have any of that. I'm, I'm checking my heart here to see if that's true. It's, it's true. I don't have, uh, if I died today, you know, if there is a heaven, um, I'm a hundred percent certain I would go if, if that, again, that's assuming there is a heaven. If there is, isn't a heaven, then I'm going where every other soul that dies, um, wherever that is, if that's complete cessation of life, meaning lights out again, much like what was it like before you were born? Nothing. And so maybe that's what you go to. Uh, and again, this is, this is a topic that nobody knows, not, not, you know, people can think science has all the answers. Fuck that. Science doesn't have all the answers. Religion has all the answers. Fuck that. Religion doesn't have all the answers. It's man-made. And science is just man trying to figure shit out, too. I mean, I love science, and I love I love faith and spirituality. So, you know, I love both of those things. But, you know, science doesn't know that shit. They don't know what's unknowable. They don't 
science can't tell you if there's a heaven or hell. Now, you know, Richard Dawkins and other people like that think that they can tell you with certainty that there isn't. But, you know, I, I find I, I love, you know, I, there's a lot of atheists that I've listened to and, and agnostics and everybody. I, I listen to everybody. I listen to, I still to this day will listen to debates between religious people and non-religious people because I just, I find it fascinating, number one. Number two, just to challenge my brain and to think new thoughts. But, um, you know, religion doesn't have all the answers for sure. And science doesn't have all the answers for sure. And so going back to what I just said, I mean, it's, it's you know, when Richard Dawkins talks about that, because I think I, I think I'm I think I got this accurate. I don't want to miss miss uh, uh, not misquote him, but misrepresent him. Uh, but I, I think he just believes that you know consciousness is simply a firing of synopsis in your brain, and just it's just a and you know you shut that off, and consciousness just dies with the brain. But he doesn't fucking know that, you know, I mean, he doesn't fucking know that he thinks that that's his thought. That's his theory, but you can't fucking prove it. Um, you, you can't, when someone dies, you don't know what the fuck happens. You don't know if their spirit, you don't know. <laughs> and Richard fucking Dawkins doesn't know. Sam Harris doesn't fucking know. None of those motherfuckers know. Um, they don't know, you know, religious people. I'm trying to think of religious people. Like I, you know, I, whatever. I don't, I can't even think of names, but uh, religious people that, you know, your, your pastor, who's probably a wonderful person and he or she is probably a wonderful person, but they don't fucking know. They don't know what happens. Your priest doesn't fucking know your parents, your grandparents, your, your neighbors, nobody fucking knows what happens after we die. And so it, it, it it's all about beliefs. And so, you know, again, I, I get a little ramped up when I think about this because I wish that Christians would believe the shit that they say they believe. And you say, well, they do. I do. I do believe what I, then why are you scared of death? Why do you have anxiety? Right. If uh, I mean, Proverbs three, five and six, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not into your own understanding, but all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. What's the fuck? What the fuck? Why are you upset? Why are you worried? Why are you fearful? Why? Why? Oh, if so-and-so doesn't get into the presidency. I don't know what we're going to do. Really? Like, where's your fucking faith? <laughs> where's your fucking faith? You, it's either God's got you or he doesn't. Okay. So like, if you don't believe in God, then that to me, then I can maybe understand having some, maybe some uncertainty, but if you do believe in God, right. Then what the, what the fuck are you worried about? If you do believe that Jesus died for all your sins, then what the fuck you have guilt for? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Right. I mean, does it? I mean, I, I mean, come on, email me here. I don't like, that doesn't make sense to me. You know, if you believe that Jesus died for your sins and you've done what you think the Christian thing, how you get saved, you know, what the Christians believe, how you get saved. If you've accepted Jesus into your heart, then what the fuck's the problem? Everything's good, yo. All is well. You're it's all good. Now, see, this is where this is where Christianity gets squirrely as fuck and where I don't resonate with 
the again the brand of christianity that i was raised under this is where it loses me big time because i don't understand how in the hell guilt and shame is such a part of religious belief when if you truly believed the gospel if you truly believed quote unquote what the quote bible teaches then you're free there is therefore no condemnation for those that are in, like so there's all these scriptures that just go on and on and on you know even jesus when he had the encounter with the woman that was caught in the very act of adultery which you know where's the fucking guy on that story anyway so you know the the el- the the pharisees the elders or whoever the fuck brought that woman caught in the very act of adultery and my phone is ringing that's awesome um was caught in the very act of adultery and then they brought her and threw her at the feet of jesus to test jesus you know to see if that she because the was it the jew the jew the jewish law was that she was to be stoned and then the roman law was anyway my mind is a little little whatever but and, and so from the eldest to the youngest that they you know jesus said the famous quote ye without sin cast the first stone as the story goes from the eldest to the youngest they all dropped their stones and they walked away why well because from the eldest to the youngest clearly they recognized hello ye without sin i am full of sin and I, because i'm a human and i'm a sinner uh and so they walked away jesus is left with this woman now again according to to the bible and christianity you know jesus was perfect so jesus in his perfection actually could have stoned her because he was he was perfect right according to the scripture so he he could have because he had no sin in him so ye without sin cast the first stone well he is without sin again according to the bible so he could have cast a stone but he didn't and he said you know neither do i condemn you so and then of course he admonishes her to go and sin no more well clearly he would admonish her to do that he, he of course she's going to sin uh, uh, again not maybe not that sin maybe she'll learn her lesson probably she will have learned her lesson but but the reality is uh, he wasn't saying go and sin no more like actually you better not fucking sin woman because that's impossible everybody sins we all fall short we all mess up that's just part of life but here's the here's the part of the teaching that I think is squirrely and I don't I just don't resonate with this kind of teaching anymore is this whole guilt and shame meaning yeah I did accept Jesus my lord and savior but I you know I've fallen short of and I keep messing up and and displeasing my lord and you know and like he's mad at you okay oh god he's not fucking mad at you and everything is fine you're okay there's no judgment for being a fucking human right if if anybody understands the human condition it would be god right if there is a god which then if you believe there is a god then god is the creator if you fucking believe that there's a god and god is the creator he made us so when we do mess up it's his fucking fault not our fault 
his fucking fault. And I don't mean that is I'm not shifting the blame here. So please don't turn off this podcast quite yet. I don't mean literally like fuck him. I just, what I mean by that is if you, if you, if I, if you buy a car, if you buy a Toyota, right, they have recalls. Is that my fucking fault? Is that my fault that my car's fucking up? Or is that the manufacturer's fault? Right? It's the fucking manufacturer's fault. Not my fault. Now, granted, can I drive terrible and hit curbs and not do oil changes and all that? Of course. Of course. Okay? It's much like the human condition. Much like a car. You got to take care of it. You got to put the right stuff in. got to do maintenance. You got to take care of your mind. You got to do self-love. You got. It's all the same shit. You want your car to last a, a, the lifetime, then you got to fucking take care of it. It's the same thing with our bodies, but it's not about get, guilt, and sh- guilt and shame. It's not about guilt and shame. It's just about God made us, right? If, if that's what you believe or evolution, honestly, even more so if you just believe that in total evolution and don't believe that there was, there is some God that had his, that created us, then, then of course we're fucked up. Of course we're imperfect and there's no one judging you. There's no one that's going to judge you. It's just you. You live your life. You do your best. You try to grow and love people and do good and care for others and all that shit. Make a contribution and then you fucking die. And that's it. It's lights out and it's done. Okay. But hopefully you've left some kind of a legacy. You've left something to be remembered by at least for a little bit. But if not, it's fucking over. It doesn't matter. You know, there's no work after you, when you die, that's it. You don't have to worry about shit. It's gone. It's done. And so, so if you don't believe in God, that's, there's that. And then if you do believe in God, then it, then you, are you get You have to believe then if there is a God that he gets it, he created us, he gets it. Of course we have a propensity to sin or, or to do Whatever, of of course, of co- of course, we want to eat the whole Krispy Kreme dozen donuts. Of course, we do. Right now, we're gonna feel like shit if we do it, but we can. We're we're free to do it. And the the hell that we pay is instant. I do believe we create our own hell. We create our own heaven right here, right now irregardless of whether there is actually a heaven after we die, we do create our own heaven and hell right here, right now. And many people are, you know, screaming that, you know, life's not fair and their life's so terrible, but then they make shitty decisions. You you know, they show up late to work. They leave early. They do this. They do that. They don't do a good job. They give half ass. Well, of course that's life. Give life gives you what you give it. That's a fucking fact. Now, Clearly, there are always exceptions to every rule. You can be nice and sweet and kind to people and generous and someone can fucking steal from you. That's life. But for the most part, what you put in is what you get out. For the most part, what you put in is what you get out. And my journey has been one away from guilt and shame. I don't I don't have guilt and shame. Um. I have had guilt and shame. I've had lots of it and it, it's not awesome. I don't enjoy guilt and shame. It doesn't, it doesn't bless me. Uh, but part of the journey that I've been on has really freed me up 
to get a what I would consider a much healthier perspective on life. I don't I don't believe there is someone up in the sky that wants to fucking beat the shit out of me for fucking up. I, I just don't I don't I don't think it operates that way. I I would say I know that it doesn't doesn't operate that way, but again, you know. I guess I have to say about that, just as I say about anything else, I guess we don't know for sure. But from what I have experienced in my own personal life, uh, the best decision I ever made was to let go of all guilt and shame and just realize that life just is. And it's my responsibility to just do the best that I can with what I've got and to constantly reevaluate and to um, self-love, you know, and and you know, and maybe partly, partly what 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 I'm going through and what I'm involved in is, yeah, I don't know, I, I don't, I really actually don't know the end, I don't know for sure, except that I, I. Uh, Ironically, in my journey, I feel more found than ever before. I, I, I feel I, I feel less lost than ever before. I feel more um, centered, more whole. And I hope that you do too on this beautiful Thanksgiving day as we bring this podcast to an end because I need to go check on my turkey and stuffing. <laughs> so here's the bottom line. It's okay. You're okay. God loves you. If there is a God, God loves you. If there is no God, the universe loves you. The earth loves you. This whole planet loves you. Okay. You're a valuable member of the of humanity. Start acting like it. Start making your contribution. Believe in yourself. Believe in others. Make a difference. And always, always love and know you're okay. Guys, happy Thanksgiving.